Hey everybody, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, I want to talk about following your dreams. Have you ever had a dream to do a different job or start a business or, you know, blow everything up and start again or, you know, you just don't feel something's right and you want to move forward? In today's episode, I want to talk from the, the perspective of following your dreams from, from, from a work kind of lifestyle. You know, I started out in a job you know, for the sake of earning a few dollars. And I just wanted to talk through a bit of my story and how I've kind of um, created a life that I love. Um, yeah, I don't know how long this episode is going to be, but I'm just going to dive into talking through the story. It might really interest you. It's not going to be only from the dyslexic perspective, but you'll see common traits that will match the way you think. Um, but I'll I'll talk about more of the live physical um, the uh, the big moments in my life from that start that side. So let me dive into it. No further fluffing. Have a epic listen to this episode. See, I've lost my track. Okay, so let's start right at the beginning. This is gonna be a real storytelling episode. So I first left school uh, in the last year. I had to be there. We call it seventh form. I'm not depending where you're in the world. It's the last kind of high school kind of year. Now, I spent three months at high school for that year, and then some kid told me I could just walk up to the office and sign myself out and leave school legally. And I thought that was a great idea. So <laughs> not dwelling too much on that. Let's just say school was not my favorite thing. I had considered going to university at that point, uh, more of a kind of hands-on kind of university. It just didn't feel like I knew what I wanted enough. So I decided I could get a job and make some money. I'd had jobs before that. I'd enjoyed money. And so I thought, hey, I can go and find a job. So my first role was working at the Automobile Association issuing driver licenses. So you think about this. This is quite a text-heavy uh, kind of role, a uh, bit of customer service. It was definitely a, a learning experience for me. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I definitely know that touch typing was the best skill I ever learned at school because that really came into play here because there was a lot of typing. Um, and with my brain working so quickly, I could type really quickly and I've, I learned how to backspace if I made a mistake. My brain could actually correct itself after a while on obvious little spelling mistakes. So um, I was very lucky in that respect. So I went on, I went on, I worked at the AA for a while. I had a variety of, of different jobs. I found that repetitive jobs that just were same thing day in, day out, they just didn't fulfill me. They were just really hard. I worked in admin at a bank. I worked in customer service at a bank. That was a bit more fun because it was a little bit more different. But again, there was a lot of common things I had to do every single day. Um, I looked at you know, where did I go? I'm trying to think back to my years. I ended up at an insurance company um, for a while. And then I went out as an insurance broker. So I sold insurance. But um, in, that, in that period of time, there was there were some benefits to that. It was the first time I'd ever been self-employed. So I had to drive myself to make money or to achieve things. And I did okay. For my first year, if I looked back, I did okay. I was I made progress. I, I made enough money to survive. Uh, I didn't really thrive, but it was um, a really powerful experience about the power of working for yourself 
and starting to learn about growth and development. In jobs, I don't feel like you really always get that growth and development kind of mentality, or it didn't back then. Um, whereas when I started being self-employed, there was a lot more, how can you be better? How can you um, get there? I started to go to NLP kind of um, events and dive into that. actually found some clients there from memory, which was really awesome. A couple of good friends out of it. Um, but after that, I only lasted a year. I realized that I didn't have a why behind why I was selling insurance. Now, insurance is a hard enough thing to sell, even if, you, if you've got a story. But it really taught me that with what I wanted in life, I had to have some passion or a why behind why I was doing it. So, yes, yeah, so I was like, hey, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Uh, but I was offered a job doing a bit more marketing in insurance. It was more of a business development kind of assistant role. Again, it was probably the role that I, I realized I could I could really slim down the amount of hours I was working. I took an eight-hour job and managed to work out how I could do it in two hours a day and be above average. My belief in a lot of roles is that we sometimes think we have to be so much more in them. The secret is working backwards, or it was for me. I worked out what were the expectations, what did I have to achieve, and how could I do five to 10% more and nothing else. And so basically, I worked out how to, to get to that 105, 110% in two hours a day out of eight hours. And so I ended up playing on the internet, uh, doing a few other bits and bobs. I was, um, yeah, like it was quite smart the way I managed to do that. I was very proud of myself, oddly. But it wasn't something I could do forever. Um, but it did show me how I could create systems that got things done as long as I understood the outcome. And that's really key, I think, for the right brain thinkers. If you can work out what the outcome is, you can work backwards from it to achieve your job. Because we kind of think we kind of think we have to be so much more when actually we we don't always have to be. It's, it's sometimes we we overthink how far we have to go to be successful in a role, if that makes any sense. Uh, but after that session, what what ended up happening is I had a close friend from that NLP. Uh, event I'd gone to, which is neurolinguistic programming. I met this guy, a really interesting person. He was he was a bit of an event junkie at the time. Went to a lot of events, and I ended up meeting him on a Friday. We had lunch. It was really um, really awesome. You know, it was it was it was Nando's. Do you know the weird things you remember? I can picture it. I can picture that moment. It was sunny. We were sitting there. It was a Friday lunchtime, and he had been given two tickets to an internet marketing seminar. And said he couldn't go and didn't really want to, I don't think. Um, and he said, do you want to go? They're yours if you want them. And I said, okay. I was at that time in life where I was just free and easy. Went along to this seminar. And what I found is I was passionate about it. They energized me. They, they got me moving and thinking. And what I realized is how powerful my mind was at actually learning the stuff that they were talking about on stage. And then very quickly teaching others around the room on how to understand it, which is pretty cool, right? Like that's that's a good skill we can have is we can assimilate information and regurgitate it in a way others can understand using stories, metaphors, similes with a bit of practice. That's what, what I found personally. You know, the more I can make it visual, the easier it is for anyone to understand. So I went to that. I loved it. I absolutely um, enjoyed it. 
Um, and I always remember going back to the office and saying, I've got to make a decision. Do I go into a life of learning about digital marketing and websites and internet marketing, et cetera, or do I continue down this insurance path? And I'm very happy I went into the marketing realm. Now, over the next, over the coming years, I started up a variety of different digital agencies and businesses. I've had one which created forms on apps when that first started. I created a little quoting software. Some of them have worked, some of them haven't. I've learned a huge amount of lessons along the way about what is possible. But some of the key ones I learned is one, you know, I do enjoy being self-employed. It involves enough stress. It involves enough um, interest. Things can change. It gives me a lot of control, and I've really enjoyed it. And it's kind of helped sharpen my dreams. Now, over the years, I've had dreams of being a multi-trillion, billion, million super heir. Um, and then as I've grown up and understood my life more, actually, that's not what I want. I want I want to uh, to have enough to live a great life. I want to do my bit to help other people. I don't have to be anything that other people think, that other people go success is being a, so rich you can't do any, you know, you're so crazy you can't go out because everyone knows you. You know, that's not my goal. And I, I think over time I've learned, you know, with what my what my dreams are is that I don't have to follow other people's dreams. I can choose my dreams. My dreams, you know, in creating the life I have today, I'm not a, a billionaire. I'm I'm wealthy in, in Western standards, in my opinion, or you know, in world standards, but I'm not insane. Um, but I have enough. I have a roof over my head, a comfy house, uh, amazing family, and I, ch you know, I saw this the other day. Like I'm a, I would say I'm a time millionaire, in the fact that. What I've always prized is my freedom and my choices. I choose to meditate in the morning for 40 minutes and love it. And I don't meditate at 5 a.m. You know, um, I like to sleep until about 6.30. I go for a, a nice hour-long walk, come back, have a cup of coffee. Me and, me and Holly sit there and talk and chat. Um, I then have a shower, relax, and, and go and meditate. And... Well, you know, I do this thing called my uh, bingo to-do list. Um, we're actually going to be putting a course together on this. Just a very small, short, cost-effective course on it, which I'm designing at the moment. But I do that to kind of set up what I want to achieve in the day. And I just, I just roll into the day in a much calmer fashion. I may have one or two or three big meetings that day. I may have none. Um, I've got two days of the week where I block out meetings from. No one can book a meeting with me. They're called no meeting days. And I've created a business that's taken years of work and learning and stress and happiness and joy um, that just works for me. And it gives me that time freedom. And, you know, if you'd have said to me, is this the dream you had 10 years ago? I'd have said no. It's not exactly what I thought. The dream keeps updating and changing. And it should always keep updating and changing because every day of your life, you're going to continue to get new information about life. You're going to get new experiences that you didn't know yesterday. 
I didn't know, for example, this is a really strange and odd example, I didn't know you could eat raw turnip. But we got this recipe box thing, which are fantastic for dyslexics because they tell you what to do and give you all the ingredients so you don't forget anything. And you could cut up raw turnip and I found it very enjoyable. You know, this is all new experiences. Now, this, does this mean I'm going to go and become a turnip farmer? Probably not. But you're going to gain experiences every single day of your life, which is going to help inform your goals and your dreams. But if you continue to move towards your dreams and say, hey, I can have that. You know, it may take a bit of time. I don't know how long it'll take, but I can keep moving in that direction. I can keep the compass going north, for example, or west or east, whatever direction you feel like visualizing. So whatever you do, whatever you're thinking, you know, you can follow your dreams. You know, don't don't hold yourself back to your limitations. If you, you know, a couple of things you could try if you do really want to step into your dreams is to is to one, go and try and experience something you've never experienced that you think could be your dream. You know, people talk about going driving a Porsche if that's really what they want. They, you know, if they want to do a week of being self-employed, how could you test that out? Could you find someone to offer your time to? Um, if you really want to change jobs or industries, how could you take a week off work and, you know, again, give your, give your t time free and kind of intern for a week or two? You know, you're, you're going to be so experience driven that, you know, that's going to, that, that's how you pick your life goals. If your experiences are very limited, your goals will be very limited. And the challenge really can be is if you don't have the experiences to help inform those goals, what, what I find with dyslexics, people with ADHD, really visual creative thinkers is we can get very stuck on following Instagram influencers or, you know, it could be just movie stars in the old days or, or different stars or different celebrities and kind of feel like we want to be them. You know, like I really respect Richard Branson, but I don't want his life. That's just me personally. Um, but that's taking a long time to get. Like there would have been a time years ago I would have said that would have been the life of my dreams. I want to be. Now I want to be me. And that's, you know, that's the healthy place you want to get to. Hope that episode's been enjoyable and interesting. Um, I've, yeah, that's kind of a bit of my story um, from that side of view. I just want to, you know, my, my biggest goal is to help dyslexics and right brain thinkers thrive in a left brain world. And a big part of that is realizing you can have your dreams, you can find out what they are, and you can experience them, and you can get them. And they don't have to be, you don't have to get to Mars. We don't all have to be Elon Musk. But have an epic rest of your day. I'll be back next week. Signing off. Mm -hmm.